This is Inspector Toolbelt Talk. Welcome back to Inspector Toolbelt Talk, everyone. So today we have on a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. We have Shannon Gatewood on. Shannon, great to have you here. Thank you. Glad to be here. I wanted to say that it's a podcast within a podcast because uh, Shannon is actually the host of Homes Unscripted, uh, another home inspection podcast. And we've been talking back and forth and we're like, we should be on each other's podcasts and talk a little bit. And uh, so I'm really glad you're here today, Shannon. Thank you. Yeah, we've been, like I said, we've been talking for a couple months, just trying to trying to match up schedules and everything. So glad we were able to finally get a time to sit down and do it. Yeah. So look up Shannon's podcast. It's really great. I laugh at it. And I especially love your showrunner. So the little little blurb that you have in the beginning of the podcast, uh, I chuckle every time I see that. That's awesome. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Shannon, where you're located, uh, your business and things like that. Yeah. So uh, Shannon Gatewood, uh, my, my company is Gatewood Superior Inspections. We're in uh, the San Antonio, Texas market. I live just outside of there in a little town called Lavernia. So uh, 2017, I uh, retired from the Air Force and didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I was talking to a realtor that, that we'd used to buy and sell a few years prior. And she said, well, you know, what are you going to do when, when you retire? And I don't know. I'll figure something out, you know. And she said, well, you have a construction background, right? Yeah. I said, well, you should look into home inspections because we're always looking for more home inspections. You know, they're never, never uh, enough to meet option periods and everything. I thought, well, we just bought a house a couple years ago and kind of followed that guy around. In turn, is now one of my really good buddies. Didn't really know him at the time. He was just a, a friend of a friend that went to church with. So I was like, hey, use, use this guy. Like, all right, whatever. But I followed him around, you know, I thought, well. I kind of, you know, have an idea of what I'm doing, so let me look into this. Looked into it, thought, well, I didn't really want to be a boss, and I don't want to have a boss. I've kind of dealt with, for anybody in the military, they understand that you have, you know, 50 different bosses, and they change on any given day. I'm kind of finding that's not that much different in the civilian world sometimes, but <laughs> but military, I was like, I'm done with this, you know, I'm I, I'm just going to go out on my own. Uncle Sam's going to pay me a little bit in the morning to, to wake up or pay me a little bit to wake up in the morning, you know, with my retirement. So if I can just do a few inspections a week, great, you know, and I can have the time off and, you know, the things I didn't get to do while I was in the military of getting the girls on the bus and going on to field trips with them and being there when they get off the bus. Now I can do all that stuff because, you know, it's going to be my own my own business. Been able to do most of that, but it went from the ones, two inspections a week to where I'm turning away work so because I just can't get to it in time, especially during the, uh, the COVID years when they were doing those crazy option period, three days and stuff like that. But grown enough to keep myself basically full-time employed <laughs> doing inspections, which is not something that I really envisioned when I when I started this thing. Wow. So, and you've been in the inspection industry eight years, you said? Uh, I'm going into my eighth year. So yeah, um, yeah, June will be eight years. Wow. And so um, that's really good. You know, a lot of times we, we think, you know, oh, these guys talking about, you know, growing into a full-time home inspection company in the first year. First year, that's the meteoric rise to success mm -hmm. happens overnight, usually after five years of building it, <laughs> right? Right. You're a good example of digging in 
the trenches, building your business with your own two raw hands and putting your family first. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, too many times we say, well, I want to work hard for my family and be there for them and have more time. And then we end up having less time for our family. And that's that's not healthy. We should right. put our family first. That's what we're yeah. doing this for. And that's almost where I'm at now is, is I spend more time working on inspections and everything because I'm so in. And I don't want to pat myself on the back. You know, I'm not going to give myself a bruise patting myself on the back, but I'm so busy with inspections <laughs> that it's like, okay, I've got to tamper this down a little bit somehow. That's a, that's a good um, good problem to have. It's like the horse saying he has too much hay, you know, <laughs> or, oh, darn, yeah. I bought too much food to put in my refrigerator. Now it's overflowing. <laughs> so uh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that to come off as, as if I'm complaining. So that's for sure. No, no. Uh, um, that's good for you that you've worked hard for that. So congratulations. Thank you. Now, tell us about your podcast a little bit so that the audience can uh, listen in on your podcast. Tell us how they can find it and what things you talk about. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, I listen to, to every one of your podcasts. I've listened to multiple different inspector-related podcasts and stuff like that. And then, of course, you know, the, the true crime podcast that everybody likes to listen to. And I just thought, well, maybe getting out of my comfort zone and doing something like that would help me grow in other areas because like i i joked in the intro podcast that i did is i have a, a face for radio and a voice for newsprint <laughs> this is definitely not my comfort zone my my cup of tea but doing it and getting to talk to you know the ian robertsons of the world the buck flemings the you know the the other folks uh chris story Excellent. You know, home inspector that's now doing a whole other industry of, of repairs and stuff like that with, with uh, plumbing sewer lines. Just getting to talk to those folks and having a reason to sit down and take some time out of my day to talk to those folks uh, has really helped me to be more comfortable talking to others. And I mean, one of, one of the things that I'm working on right now is I got a call asking if I would be willing to teach and write and teach an eight hour electrical course to present at the uh, next year's Tapria conference, which for those that may not know, T uh, Texas Professional Real Estate Inspector Association, it's uh, the largest association in Texas. And it's basically InterNACHI light. InterNACHI kind of runs everything under their umbrella. And then we have a couple of, of uh, directors that, that kind of run it in the Texas market. But uh, when I got that phone call, you know, to, to say I was honored and flattered to be asked, you know, that goes without saying. And then I thought, oh man, I gotta stand up in front of like probably like 200 people in the room because uh, there's like multiple different classes going on at the same time, multiple different tracks. Man, I've I've sat in those chairs and listened to the in instructors, and now it's going to be me, man. And you know, a little bead of sweat <laughs> starts coming down. You're like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if, if sitting on a podcast and, and and talking to people can get me more comfortable, just talking in general and, and getting out of my comfort zone in general, then great. Uh, so I started Homes Off Script with the intent of just talking to not necessarily inspectors all the time, just anyone in that home real estate you know, market. So I'd like to get you know some contractors on here, a plumber on here, a, a whoever to talk about what they do and, and how we can help homeowners or inspectors, or those looking to buy a home, or just anyone in that that realm to learn something with their with their home. Um, so, 
uh, about five episodes in, really, uh, kind of dropped off. You know, I did the did the four. I was staying on real good on schedule and stuff. And then uh, life, you know, life mm-hmm. happens. You get busy again. Can't complain because I was busy with work. You know, busy with inspections. So trying to get back into it. And I, I do want to keep it going. You know, I, I feel like the four listeners that I have, two of them being my parents, <laughs> deserve. Deserve some homes off script, you know. Uh, yeah, so great. I'm glad to I'm gonna get get you on there and uh, and have you know an episode with you. And uh, yeah, yeah. So like I said, just trying to get out of my comfort zone and do something do something fun and uh, growth minded for me. Well, that's good, and it's expanding you into other things. Like it, it makes you more comfortable with public speaking and teaching and things like that. So everything's always connected that way. And you know what I like about your podcast is that it's it's real. Like your podcasts are relatable. Like uh, the one with you and Buck there. That was, and I like mm-hmm. Buck. He's my buddy. You know, it, it's just relatable to listen to. You're real guys talking, and I think that's why I wanted to have you on for this episode uh, that we're going to call the Windshield Perspective. Hopefully that doesn't. I don't. I think that just means you know like driving perspective. But <laughs> in this case, yeah, hopefully I'm not a bug. Yeah, I, I don't know what, if it means something <laughs> different than what I'm saying. So if it does, I apologize to anybody. I don't know. <laughs> but um, basically, what I, I mean it as is. You know, you're a home inspector. You're hitting the windshield every day, driving to inspections, and your perspective is in between inspections, what's going on in our industry? You know, it's you drive, you do your inspection, you collect your payment, and then you move on. And then we have this 20 to 40 minutes of windshield time where I don't know if it's like it is, if it does the same for you, but that's where all my internal reflection happens and I start to contemplate life and the universe, dark matter, and you know, gravitational wells, and also the state of our industry. Right. Yeah. So it's it's very real world because we have we have guys on here, um, and it's really great to have a high level perspective of you know vendors and Nick Romico was on, and you know others that are, have this high level view, but. I want to hear your windshield perspective. What are your thoughts on the changes in our industry? You know, things like big companies coming in and buying up portions. And even though the buying process has, I guess it really hasn't slowed down because, I mean, even um, Homebinder and other aspects were just purchased up. So what are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, so uh, driving, you know, sitting behind that windshield on those those drives, I, I agree. I get some of my best thinking in and some of my deepest thinking. I just wish like heck I remembered it when I actually pulled in the driveway and had a or had the ability to write something down while I was driving, but that's you know that's not quite safe. Yeah, you shouldn't write while you're driving. Uh, but yeah, all my all my good thinking happens when I'm driving. <laughs> None of it translates to the office. So, no, so industry perspective, you know, from a not minimizing myself, but from a low level, you know, low level guy just doing out there on the grind every day. Man, it hasn't slowed down in my market at least. You know, I, I, I look on the Facebook groups and and there's a lot of guys out there struggling right now and. And I feel for him. You know, I, I, I wish him the best of luck, but I, I can't relate too much right now because, it has, I mean, San Antonio has is, is just been booming and hasn't slowed down. Yeah, it's very regional what's going on. It really is. And and so San Antonio, for those that don't know, we call it Military City USA because we have all of Air Force basic training. We have a huge Army base, and a huge Army presence, a big Army training area. Um, we have Randolph Air Force Base, which is the Air Force Personnel Center. So all the personnel actions, as big of an operation as that is, 
So our town, I mean, you can't go to the store without running into somebody that was either in the military, current, uh, you know, active duty, um, retired, or works for the military as a civilian. So between the number of people coming and going all the time, I really don't think, and I haven't seen it in the eight years I've, I've been doing this, that uh, this area will slow down much. You know, obviously it's going to go with the ebbs and flows of, of the, the industry as a whole. You know, of course, you know, interest rates go up. You see everybody take a, a little bit of a pause. And then two weeks later, we're back to, back to being busy again. So for those that are not in a, a uh, market such as this one, I think now is the time where you really have to just evaluate your processes and, and see how you can, how you can increase that, that profit margin so that you're making a little bit more money per inspection that you do get. How can you cut down time on site? You know, whether that's, you know, looking at it into a new software, hint, hint, <laughs> or just streamlining your, your comments and, and your routine. But yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, driving that, just sitting behind the windshield day to day, you know, two, two ways every day, it does give you a lot of time to, to try to reflect on, on ways that you can do better in your own business or grow. Yeah. And whether that's adding ancillary services or whatever, I always tell people when I, when I talk to new inspectors, I always tell them, get really good at inspecting before you start looking at adding septic and pool and sewer scopes. And yes, all that stuff is value added. And we've, we've talked about in other podcasts and other forums and stuff like that. Uh, eventually the, the home inspection will become the loss leader. Uh, and ancillaries are really where the money is. I'm not sure I agree that there'll be a loss leader. As in, when I think of a loss leader, it's the plumber that offers a free service call so that he can upsell everything. Well, we're not doing inspections for free. I think we're, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a, a pinch point in raising prices. You know, I think eventually, you know, clients and home potential home buyers will only spend so much for a home inspection. They only see the value as being X. You know, they're not going to pay more than that, which, you know, is a, is a, is a hurdle that we have to navigate. Everybody has their own, their own methods and their own markets. I think where, where we do gain a lot of our, uh, business is adding those ancillary services. But kind of like with anything, I mean, I don't know if I think that professional inspector in Texas should be able to take some classroom hours and online hours, a test, and then run their own business. You know, I'm kind of a hypocrite in that way because that's exactly what I did. But should they have to go to work for another company for a set period of time to do a an apprenticeship-like program? that plumber has to do, that the electrician has to do, that the HVAC guy has to do. And home inspections is one of the only industries, at least in Texas, I'm not exactly sure what all the laws are in in other states, that you can just take the courses, take your test, and hang a shingle out on, (laughs) and now your own company. I know in unlicensed states, you know, they they don't even have to go through that much, which, you know, that's neither here nor there, because I I don't control any of that. And I'm not sure licensing is is any better either. I mean, what is licensing? Like, I know know you've talked about it on 
on your podcast here, licensing makes it look like all are equal. You know, well, I have the exact same license as this guy. Well, he's been doing it for 30 years mm-hmm. and I just started yesterday. Um, I don't think that does anybody any good either. But getting back to, to the point of ancillaries and stuff like that, get really good at doing your main job. And that's being a home inspector. Once you once you've done that, then yeah, you can add on the WDI. You can add on the sewer scope. And that's that's where the potential to, to actually make the money is, I think. Yeah, and um Shannon, just so everybody knows, Shannon's been trying to get me to promote our home inspection app on our podcast a little bit more. That was a hint, hint earlier. And we've had other ones like George Karampolis. He's like, You need to you guys need to promote your app more on your podcast. And I'm like, I know, but I like to just bring value. But thank you, Shannon. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny, you're focused on the aspect of the question of the changing industry of the slowdown that's happening right now. And it is. We just did our Q two market outlook podcast a little mm-hmm. while ago and we talked about this that this year just kind of stinks in a lot of areas but uh shannon you're you're kind of killing it right now your area is is really hot and you've built up a nice business for yourself so it's not just hey it's a hot market i'm i'm just riding a wave you built something there that you do a great inspection but i will say i have said that in this podcast before that a home inspection is like a loss leader but i know what you're saying i really view it as a way to get in the door and upsell ancillary services because like you said that's where we make our money and it also brings more value to the client if i was buying a home and the home inspector knew that he could do a sewer scope and a pool inspection and a mold assessment and all this other stuff but never told me i'd be like what in the world man i could have used that i had a sewer line break you know it's, it's not just selling people fish oil or snake oil or anything rather it's selling them things that they need they just don't know they need them yet absolutely yeah it's amazing maybe like you when we've had callbacks it's oftentimes been for things that a service that we offered that they refused. Our sewer line backed up. Okay, well, we said right in the report, we recommend a sewer scope because if it was acting funny. We ran 200 gallons of water in a vacant house, but that wasn't going to even fill up that, you know, six inch pipe that went out the wall. So we did the load calculations for you and you said no. Right. I'm like, what? Well, there's not much we can do about that if you if you say no. It's you know sewer scopes like a proctologist. <laughs> you know he says you need to get that you need to get that sewer scope done so to speak, and we don't do it, and then we have problems later on. It's not the doctor's fault. He worked out on a piece of paper. Something's wrong with your behind, man. We gotta we gotta scope this out. So that was probably a terrible analogy as everybody's driving, listening to this podcast, kind of cringing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it might have been, but I I mean I I, I get it. I, I liked it. But yeah, it probably was terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, it probably was totally <laughs> terrible. But uh, you get you get my way of thinking, Shannon. What about other aspects of the industry? So besides the the invariable slowdown, and I liked your point about getting better at inspections, because you know if you have an athlete in the off season, they don't just lay around wondering when the season's going to start. They train, they get better, and then when the season picks up, then they're ready to go. We should be doing that. What about other aspects of our industry? Because you've been around for almost eight years now. Uh, and you've probably seen some changes. What about things like uh, corporations buying up vendors in the industry? Uh, the whole data grab thing that that's happening where everybody wants our data. It's like, ooh, home inspection data. Let's get our hands on that. What's your windshield opinion on that? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I honestly, I kind of waffle back and forth between it. I listen to 
you know, you listen to one side of the, the coin and they're like, well, our data is not really worth that much. It's only worth, you know, a few bucks per inspection. Then you listen to some others and I don't know how accurate it is. And they're, oh, well, it's worth thousands of dollars. Well, I guess it's worth thousands of potential dollars if that one company can get a hold of the, the client and sell them every tool in their bag. But if they can't get a hold of them, I guess that's when it's worth $5. You know, I, I don't really know. I guess I'm not educated enough on business side of the porches and the amfams and the, the whoever else is is buying up the industry uh, who was it that bought up horizon elon musk yeah elon <laughs> musk is buying into the industry no i'm just kidding yeah, <laughs> nobody quote me on that elon musk is not buying into the industry you gotta have a blue check mark next to your your home inspecting <laughs> company now uh, but yeah i mean i I don't necessarily like big corporations buying up little companies. And that's just from a probably tipping my hat to my politics on that, you know, with that comment. I like keeping things small and, and family friendly and, and all that stuff. Although not getting into politics, it's the, you know, the, well, they say the, the right wing and the left wing are on the same bird or something like that, or the two sides of the same coin or whatever. I think it's kind of inevitable that, you know, somebody with money is going to come along and buy up people that are looking to sell. Mm -hmm. And their entire job is not nefarious. I mean, let, let's, let's you know, the elephant in the room, porch. Their job is, you know, their, their goal is they're not nefarious. You know, they're not trying to damage anybody. They're trying to make money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not calling up our clients and, and just blowing smoke up their butt just to put a rattle in the industry. You know, they want to they wanna make money the, the same as any of us do. Have they gone the right way? No. You know, and I think they'll admit that too. Uh, I know they have admitted it at times on some of the other stuff that they've done. But honestly, I don't think they realize the <laughs> how opposed a good majority of the industry is to them just from a their big corporation. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I, I've never used HomeGage, so I don't know how that worked out for, for them with, with AmFam. Whoever it was, again, whoever bought Horizon, I can't remember. They, they got bought out by somebody else, too. I guess they're still doing good. I, I don't know. I don't pay any attention to them. You know, But I do use ISM. I do use, you know, my, my software is one of the ones that got bought up. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm deep in the in the mix of it, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't. I've as we were talking before, I've I've given Inspector Toolbelt a test drive, but change is hard. You know, uh, mm -hmm. just saying, yep, that's what I'm going to go to. I like Inspector Toolbelt. I'm just not to the point where I'm like, yep, time time to make the shift. And a lot of that's just me being scared, me being a procrastinator in general. But uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think those corporations are out to cause harm. I just don't think that their methods are going over well with with the industry as a whole. Yeah, and you know, going back to your your point about too with our software, you know, we we always say that, and I've used this illustration with you on your podcast, is that it's like putting on a new pair of pants. The old pair of pants fit so perfectly. We got them all worn in, and they feel good. And now we're putting on a new pair. Switching software is is always difficult. Even if we had really, really bad software, say we were just using something from the 90s and they don't even support it anymore and it got mailed to us in a CD-ROM, we would stick with that rather than change because change is hard. But um, I, I agree with you that the big corporations don't necessarily have a nefarious – it's not like they said, hey, hey, there's an industry of happy people. Let's go and destroy them. <laughs> but 
at the same time, the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Right. Uh, is the expression, you know, like, oh, let's go make some money. And you know what? We could really help the industry. And now and the industry is at its windshield like you. I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how this affects me right now. And I think the data, it, it's important to remember, we're selling raw meat. You know, you buy raw meat and it doesn't cost as much as the finished hamburger. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, if you're the only one that can produce the meat, why sell the raw meat at a discount when the burger finished burger is being sold at a premium? You know what I mean? Or it's like, uh, you know how McDonald's has gotten in trouble over the years? I, man, I use McDonald's in a lot of illustrations. I don't really eat there, but I could really go for a Big Mac <laughs> right now. But anyways. Yeah, it does sound good. They got in trouble so many times because they corner the market and they say, all the meat producers will only pay you this much money for the same burger. And they're like, but our costs are up. This is all we give you. And so they basically price fix them into poverty. Or they start producing a substandard burger, which was one of the problems. They were adding filler in because they couldn't produce that much meat for that price. So McDonald's is like, well, we have no nefarious reasoning here. We just want to pay this much money for raw meat, and then we sell it at a higher price. That's kind of how I relate it. And I don't think anybody listening to this podcast goes, whoa, Captain New Opinion Ian's never expressed. (laughs) I've expressed it a thousand times. I think there's more than one way for us to be able to use this valuable data. We just don't know how to use it yet. It's kind of what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Big companies, they know how to use it. They knew how to use it before they got into it. So that doesn't mean we can't do the same thing. Yeah, that's why they got into it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why nobody got into it sooner. I remember first getting into home inspections and like, man, shouldn't insurance companies or uh, I even said that to my brother one time. I'm like, shouldn't insurance companies and like even contracting companies and some of these big national companies get into this? Because this is the doorway into a person's home. The agent isn't. Really good agent sells five to a hundred houses a year. I mean, for a lot of us, that's just a halfway decent (laughs) month, you know? So it's a home inspector does more transactions than a real estate agent does. So I never understood why it took them so long. But now that they're here, I'm kind of like, ah, crud. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't as great as I would have hoped it would be. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. But do you find any effect on your either your business or your psyche, so to speak, how you think and how you feel? Having all the like market slowdown, corporations, not that they're related, mm-hmm. but just unrelated. Do you find it having any effect on your windshield time, so to speak? No, not really. That's good. It's one of those things that's in the back of your mind all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a home inspector that uses the scheduling software, the reporting software, all that in the porch umbrella, you know, there's, I spend a lot more time thinking about <laughs> getting out or what the mm-hmm. uh, cause and effect is going to be down the road than I probably should. I mean, I don't think I should have to be thinking. <laughs> It should just work. You know, my scheduling software should just work. My reporting software should just work. I I shouldn't have to give any thought to the back end type stuff and what could happen. A larger picture. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a home inspector. You know, I just want to go out and and inspect the home, do a good job, write my report and go tuck my kids in at bed. (laughs) So to say that I don't spend any windshield time on it would be would be a lie. But I don't think it really affects my day-to-day game plan of I've got to figure a way out. You know, mm-hmm. on, you know, every now and then it'll pop up. You know, when you when you hear uh, like ISN was down this morning. I don't know if you if you saw that. Uh, it was yeah. I did, and that was a big deal. And they didn't open up until nine a.m. Uh, and I forget which nine a.m. was East Coast or Mountain Time or whatever it was. 
but uh, there was a lot of unhappy people. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this podcast just for everybody listening on a previous date, so that just so that you know that it's not today, today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is. I'm sure it's long been solved. Uh, but like, I logged in this morning. It, it didn't affect me, so I don't know if it was a regional thing, if it was just certain accounts or what. But I mean, that pucker factor went up a little bit when I log into Facebook and it says ISN's down. We can't get to our anything. And I'm like, oh, oh, crap, you know, and I log in just fine, but I shouldn't have to worry about it. I guess it should just work. <laughs> now, does that have anything to do with being bought by a corporation? Probably not, you know, or maybe it did because they're trying to change everything up now. I don't know. Well, and every software is going to have like a glitch here or there. I guess the connotation is what the guys were expressing online was, you know, it's not like the old days where you could to Dan or somebody and say, hey, what's going on, man? And, you know, it's another inspector talking to us or, you know, mm -hmm. a community. Now it's like, what are you going to call the CEO of Porch and say, hey, why can't I get to my inspection? It's a, it's a different level of distance, maybe. And then there's also... I, I, yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, it's a level of distance, right? I think that's... You're not as connected. It's not like you, you can just call them and say, hey, what's going on? It's... Okay, well, chat doesn't start till nine. Nobody's answering emails. And then I get the, the corporate response and I go through the prompts. But, um, you know, I always kind of wonder, well, and not just Porsches, AmFam and others, uh, what happens if one of these companies goes under? Like, I, I'm not that much of a financial guy to know what actually happens. So, like, Porsches, we'll, pick on, we'll continue to pick on Porsche here, I guess. Uh, Porsches numbers as of today were, were severely down. And it, and it made me wonder, I'm like, okay, so what happened if hypothetically, you know, Porch just disappeared one day? What would happen to all the software? I imagine they would get sold as part of like some sort of deal, either in pieces or in whole. Yeah. And then who does that go to? What what would happen to the software? I, I always kind of wonder about stuff like that. And that, that affects our whole industry. It's amazing how you could not affect the home inspecting industry 20 years ago. When we were still doing things on paper, my software, I was one of the first guys to use software. You couldn't affect my software. It was desktop software. Like you couldn't take my data. You went out of business. I'm like, okay, everybody's on pencil and paper anyways. You know, now let, let's say one of the big software companies goes down, gets sold again, or disappears with some sort of weird, you know, Wall Street transaction. What do we do? We're the guys in the windshield. What, what, how do we handle that? That's what I kind of wonder about. I'm not trying to give you extra windshield worry here, but um, I, I just wonder. Oh, no, no, that's – and honestly, that that's not a – it's something that has, like, come in this ear and out that ear because, you know, there's not a whole lot of space in there to, <laughs> to hold things in. So I've thought about that over, over time, like what happened, you know, like I said, what happens. But you bringing it up that way is like, yeah, what the heck? What is going to happen? Because – AmFam's not going away, you know that. If yeah, I don't think I don't think they're one of the ones to worry about. But you're right, Porch is. I mean, they. I saw something on one of the the groups or something that, hey, can somebody decipher this for me? And it was something about they sold off a bunch of stuff to pay for this to take another loan or, or some this financial rigmarole um, and shuffling so that they could cover all their debts or something. And I was like, whoa, that's 
that's big to me. I mean, again, I'm not a financial guy <laughs> either. So, but just knowing, and maybe that's a common thing. I, you know, I, I could be making it sound like it's bad and it's something that, that happens every day. I don't know, but it sure from, you know. Yeah, I don't know either. This little industry called home inspections should be raising some flags, I think. Uh, and then when you brought that up just now, it kind of, oh, yeah, that's right. I do, <laughs> I do remember reading about that. Uh, but no, I think it's a great point. And even like uh, things like venture capital, like there's very few independent home inspection software companies out there. Most vendors, I would say well better than half, have been purchased by somebody. So what happens if like venture capital comes in? They typically, you know, we've been approached by, I'd have to ask Beyond, but I think it's about a half dozen or more. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll give you a bunch of money, but we want this, 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 and this. It's funny. We, we've said no to all of them. We kind of laugh. We're like, I don't think you know us guys, you know, me and Beyond just kind of, you know, doing cool things and making cool things. And then they want to give us money and make it bigger. And we're like, that's not, you don't know us. But I think about it. I'm like, Oh man. So venture capital stepped in. We have, you know, so many thousands of user profiles. Now we change how we do things if that were to happen. Oh, indeed. And that affects all of those inspectors. Or what if one of the other independent software companies gets bought up or gets invested in by venture capital? They change and affect thousands of home inspectors day to day, how they operate, what new features come out, who gets a hold of their data, how that data is treated, privacy policies, literally, how you go into your inspection and take a photograph is determined a lot and in part by your software company. Now that's being determined by a board of directors with wingtip shoes in a room with no windows. Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that rolls through my head in the windshield time. Yeah. Now, now you're, you're making me nervous. I got well, now I'm making you worry, Shannon. I'm sorry, man. Tightness and you know, I've got tightness in my chest. And <laughs> no, don't get tightness. Got bead of sweats coming back. Oh no, don't do that. You got to, yeah. you have that electrical course to teach. And I know we're just kidding around. Right. Um, yeah, but no, it, it's just, it just makes you wonder. So for the most part, things have been relatively stable. You know, it's like, oh, okay. You know, ISN or another company software goes down for a bit. Stuff happens. You know, it's, it's software. Uh, it's not like it's a post-apocalyptic zombie situation. Right. But I, I don't know. That, I think it just adds another level to it, though. You know, like yeah. if it was Joe's inspection scheduler and it goes down, you're like, well, Joe must... Joe needs to fix it, you know. Mm -hmm. But when ISN, the embattled porch subsidiary and all that goes down, they're like, oh, what the hell, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's some, you know, it's it's a much bigger thing. And obviously, ISN is a ginormous, you know, conglomerate of inspectors that use it. So when it goes down, it literally is a much bigger deal mm -hmm. than Joe's scheduling software that has his, you know, 200 users or whatever. But I think the uh, the the thought process on it is also blown. Is it out of proportion? I don't know. You know, but it's it's a much bigger impact, and it makes you think of you know what is what is going on. You know why? You know, and you almost want to say, well, they've got all that money now. It should just be flawless all the time. And, um, you you know as well as I do that it's not how software works. But yeah, you know. yeah. No, that is definitely not how software works. But that's why we were asking you, um, you know, I didn't want a vendor or someone who's not hitting that windshield day in and day out uh, giving me another opinion. I wanted a guy like you mm -hmm. who has a good head about him, runs a good business and is hitting that windshield day in, day out, inspecting and, you know, 
fingers in the dirt, so to speak. And uh, your perspective, Shannon, is is spot on. So, you know, nothing to nothing to freak out about. Nothing new was happening with the industry. I just wanted to get a fresh look at it, a fresh set of eyes, and I thank you today for your opinion. We appreciate it a ton. Well, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me on, and and hopefully I uh, I didn't butcher everything too bad. <laughs> I mean, as far as I mean, I, it is a low level view of things. So yeah, even if you did, which you didn't, but even if you did, it would have been even awesomer. So <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job, and look up Shannon's podcast. Homes Unscripted. It's great. Uh, I make an appearance on there. You can skip my episode, though. Uh, But (laughs) Shannon, uh, great to have you on, and we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. On behalf of myself, Ian, and the entire ITB team, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can catch our future episodes as well. And if you have any feedback, please send us an email at info at inspectortoolbelt.com. Also, don't forget to check out our brand new app for home inspectors, scheduling and report writing all in one easy to use app. Check it out now at inspectortoolbelt.com. The views and opinions of this podcast and its guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Inspector Toolbelt and its associates.